According to Mike and Tony, is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Kristen Katie, and you're listening to According to Mike and Tony. It's episode number 45, Mike. Back in the studio. It's midlife crisis. Age, right? 45, is that time? Is that that time? Yeah, well, I see I made this mistake of starting to think of it as ages when it was in the mid-30s. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it's like we're getting old too fast. I need a fucking Corvette now. (laughs) I need a (laughs) Corvette. You don't have a Corvette? No. What? Where have you been? I got all the other, my toys early. I got my chopper. I got my Jeep. I got. Yeah. That's can you dope. imagine? Can you imagine what my fucking like midlife crisis is going to happen? No. I'm like going to be like, I need a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> I, I pictured you with like 27 Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> all souped up in different ways. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so today we have a, a very cool guest. We're, we're very excited to, uh, to have uh, Lacey in the studio. Lacey McDonald is with us from uh, the Exodus Project. Welcome, buddy. Uh, how's it going? It's good, man. <laughs> it's good. Thanks for coming out. Hey, and, thanks uh, for inviting me, man. This is a, a great opportunity. So I had to definitely. Yeah, we're glad. We're glad to have you, man. We we spend a lot of time talking to a lot of people, um, but it's always cool when we can have somebody that uh, I think is doing something mean, meaningful in our society and kind of making the world a better place, man. And and I think me and Mike both feel that that is uh, effectively what you're doing. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Project Exodus? how it got started and uh, how you were involved in that process. Okay, no doubt. Uh, it pretty much happened about uh, a year ago. Uh, there's a, a cat out here named Brother Jeff, and he does a lot of community outreach work here. Uh, basically, like a, like he's a, he's a big like cheerleader, and he brings like all this attention to certain areas or whatever in, in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, of injustices and whatnot, right? right? So he had this thing called uh, Black Men for Education. And uh, it happened to be over at DCIS at Ford. And uh, basically, what the gist of it of what I got was that uh, a lot of the black students at this particular school, it seemed like, you know, they were always being suspended or, you know, there was like this disconnect that was going on mm. between those students and uh, just, just going to school, right? So I decided with my business partner and buddy, uh, Stephen Hunter, to uh, go ahead and go on down there and see what, uh, what we can do. And uh, while down there, you know, we had uh, a meeting with a lot of the administration and, and also a lot of uh, community leaders. I can't even name like all the folks that were there, but Tyrone Beverly was there. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a really big yoga guy okay. here in uh, Denver. He started up a program called uh, I Am Unique, which is a pretty cool program, man. It's it's really great things. Uh, they do yoga at the park or yoga at the zoo. Have you ever oh, heard of yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Beverly right there, yeah. Okay. And he also does it in, in Invesco Field during the summer as well. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. yeah, he's doing big things. So, we had, like, all these community leaders in there and, you know... <laughs> We had uh, like the old school cats were like, oh, you don't you don't have enough colored teachers in here and the kids can't relate to it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, I, I, I just I had to like cut it. I'm like, hey, you know, 
let me say my piece real quick. I was like, you know, we can come out here and we can pat these kids on the back and tell them, hey, you could be what you want to be, right? But uh, how can you do that and you don't show them how to get from A to Z? Right, because a lot of people do that. Like they'll go out there, they'll be like, "Oh, you can be what you, you can touch the stars." Right, you get you get the success guy that comes in and says, "You know, hard work, eating Wheaties and greens and stuff, and you'll make it." But then the next day comes in. It's, yeah, it's, that's the funny all, thing, right? Everything's all fucked up. Still, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. yeah. I mean? <laughs> and that's the funny thing, you know. You hear stuff like that all the time. Is it's the, it's the mo- you get the motivated moment and the music's playing and oh, you yeah. get the chill bumps and you're like, I'm gonna make a difference today. I am gonna be my own hero. Let's do it. And then time wears on you, yeah. man. And then all of a the sudden, days. the credits roll and remember, yeah. Titans is over. Oh, <laughs> so then, uh, I, you know, and I pretty much addressed the cats that were there. I was like, hey, you know, we can come over here. We can, you know, pat these kids on the back. But what's gonna happen tomorrow? Like, what's going to happen the day after that? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how, how are we going to do that if we just come over here, we do this, and then we just leave? Like, that's, that's I just didn't, I was a little pissed off about that. So then uh, Ginger, which is uh, the principal of the school, uh-huh. I guess she had an issue with one of their, you know, top high-risk guys. You know, his, I can't mention names. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this guy, he's like uh, the number one offender of the school, right? So uh went over there, it's a little black guy, little black kid, big old afro. Uh he's like sitting over in the corner, you know, he's all arms crossed, he's like, I'm not fucking talking to anybody, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, the atmosphere kind of changed because uh myself and Steve and uh there was another cat that had gone out there to kind of help out or whatever. But he said something very profound to me. He said that, you know, why should I even, you know, listen to you guys right now? Because you're not you're not gonna be here. You're not going to be here next week. And I was like, oh, ooh. It was like a, a knife in the heart because I was just talking about this, you know, five seconds ago. Uh-huh. And then here we go. This young guy is, like, taking the words, like, right out of my mind, right? So then I decided that, hey, I think uh, we need to do something, you know, at, in this school, right? And then hopefully maybe one day it, it'll catch fire everywhere else. So that's basically where uh, we birthed uh, Project Exodus. And uh, it's just taking core values, right? personal courage, respect, integrity, dedication, education, and everyone counts. You know, pride is the acronym. Okay. So, yeah. That's, Damn, I that's love it, started. man. I love it. I love it. You're doing something really, really wonderful in the world and in a place that it's where it's needed, man. Man, you know, I think, uh, I think everybody has the potential of doing something great right yeah just like you guys right now you know with the your podcast starting off down in the basement you, you know <laughs> you stick with it you you don't know where you're gonna go but uh, the hard thing is is like when you get to those days where you're like like i'm behind on this or you know this part of my life is getting a little out of control but yet you know you have to stay committed right and i think a lot of us as in american culture like we've lost that grit right that that grit where you yeah. where you're just grinding away at you know that stick dream that you want right and, and, that, and then yeah. you you stick it to it to the end and uh, that's not taught a lot i think and i when i mean taught i don't mean at school i mean at home you know that's yeah. that's where it's at like that's where it's needed because yeah. you get what you can from school and yeah granted you spend like the majority of your day there but it's also like when you're downloading stuff from the day, it, it needs to be reinforced, man, right? And yeah. it needs to be practiced. And, and they need to see that stuff because if they don't see it, it's going to be lost. And I think you made a good point. So like nowadays, we're into, you said people not sticking it out, not grinding it out and everything. We're in the days where everything is instant gratification. If it doesn't come to you quick, 
someone's on to, you're on to the Ooh. next thing right and so yeah i mean you look at it even with social media right now vine a vine is what 15 seconds fucking long you look at twitter 140 fucking characters it's designed to just grab your attention and move on go to the next thing definitely yeah and, and nowadays it's not not sought through to the whole thing i mean which is funny because that it's going to pull you away from success man because anything that's worth doing in life is going to take time and it's going to take effort and it's going to be painful and it's i mean that's just the way it is that's and there's no avoiding that so a vine video is an escape you know <laughs> what i mean it's an escape from the reality we look around and we see the problems we have we see the things that need attention and then you go ah, i'm just gonna yeah, watch a vine i think video. technology is definitely just the the enforcer of that just the short attention span stuff like that i mean the other thing i like to look at too is our, our parents and our grandparents okay do you remember your parents and your grandparents having more than two jobs two three jobs in their lifetime oh yeah oh oh i in see what you're saying over the I mean, period of yeah, their career you mean I mean, like my grandparents worked you know my grand my grandfather worked at gates for like 40 years 40 yeah. years one company yeah you know and nowadays i think they said the average job for like <laughs> A person that was born in like the eighties is like eleven to fifteen. Dude, my resume is ridiculous. Eleven to fifteen jobs in their lifetime. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, just a change in economics, right there. That's uh, yeah, and I know it is like uh, just uh, uh, back in the day. You know, with grandma and grandpa, you had like you had a car industry, right? Yeah, Detroit, perfect example. You know, that was the the pristine mecca of. automobiles right in america and that whole system was set up on on that you know industry and now that things have been changing and and technology is taken off in a a different direction because transportation is always going to be there but yet we want things to be you know faster and stronger but we also want to be economically sound at it too right so a lot of the import folks were doing all these great big things on gas saving and all that good stuff yeah, right yeah. you know the the industry was was changing but uh, and sort of the structure of jobs in general too cuz that's yeah. the direction everybody says we're moving in now is we're moving toward like this like freelance system where everybody's an independent contractor and i mean it's going to be even more you're just going to bounce from job to job and it's not that loyalty thing's going away that being part of the you know there's that too that's true yeah, that's true. Loyalty. It, that's it was tough. A, it was a different world for our grandparents. That's for uh, it was for uh, it was for damn sure. <laughs> so I want to read off your your mission statement because that really grabbed me. Okay. For your um, project Exodus, and uh, it's uh, to build future leaders through a core system of values that engages students in real world practical exercises to teach, mentor, and evaluate. To enable these young boys to become decisive, caring, and motivated leaders in challenging world in a challenging world and to instill confidence and courage through teamwork, physical training, development of cognitive skills and the disciplines of the martial arts. That's true. And it just says each student will understand the moral integrity and the flawless character that is required uh, to be a responsible American and a future leader of tomorrow. That is I was going to pro- say profound dude because you can teach somebody like you were saying before. You can tell somebody to do something, do something, do this, do this, do this, but unless you show would be the example on how to do it. They're not going to understand. And the other part is what he mentioned, that persistent presence, mm-hmm. you know, being a part, having a relationship, you know, you're not just in and out and kind of fixing the whole thing. It's cool, man. I, when I read that, that mission, I'm like, I hope that this continues to grow and grow because eventually I think you need a program for just Americans in general, <laughs> just, <laughs> just people in general, not just, just young kids. Yeah. And just, <laughs> just for people to get well, their shit together. To get, it, I mean, honestly, that program was our educational system, right? 
Yeah. That's yeah. what it was based on back <laughs> in the day, right? Yeah. Right. Gym class. I, I get, we school. got we have yeah. somebody here in from the educational field then. I may want to shed light on that, but they do have an open it's microphone okay. as well. It's okay. okay. You don't have All to. All right. We do have an audience as well. We have a seen. quiet yeah. audience member. That's okay. <laughs> oh god. No, it's good stuff, man. I'm just I, I'm really stoked about what you're doing. Um and and I definitely think we we should spend some time talking about Project Exodus and everything, but if oh, you yeah. don't mind, I kind of want to get into your your background a little bit. Okay. Um you've got a military background. I do. Um first of all, fucking thank you, man. I appreciate it and I and I know that sounds cheesy as shit, but it's a it's a true sentiment. It's something that people who go to the military they're, they're not your regular people, man. These are people that are looking to do something better in the world, to better themselves, to better the people around them and we appreciate it, man. I appreciate there's a lot of us fucking no slackers out no. there that are not willing to do <laughs> what people like you are willing to do and we appreciate it, man. So first of all, let me just say that. Well, I um, appreciate that. And and I just have to read this out loud. You definitely strike me as a as sort of a humble individual, but I got to say this: that this is in your bio here. Awarded the Bronze Star, uh, Meritorious Service Medal, Combat Action Badge, uh, Army Accommodation Medal with Valor, and nominated Soldier of the Year in 2014 by the Chamber of Commerce of Aurora. And you came from a ceremony tonight, yes? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, came from. Uh, they have a Steps to Success, uh, uh, like a award commit community deal that they had uh, recently and i got the i was awarded the unsung hero award for uh work with the uh, project exodus over there man DCI's award. well yeah. congratulations buddy i appreciate uh, that well deserved um so it's like when you walk into your house is there's just like fucking like trophies and like <laughs> medals and certificates uh, everywhere or? You know, uh, like I, I keep them all in a box right now. So they're getting ready to come out the box, though, and hang on the wall here shortly. Right. But uh, I keep them all in a box. Um, so you're you're in the Army Reserve now, yes? Yes, yes, and I am. In the were Army you in Reserve. the you were in the Army previously, or is you know, the reserve I've here? always been in the reserves. It's yeah. just that I've been activated so many times. Like it's, I might as well have been like. Regular yeah, army. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That used to not be the case. It seems like. I mean, I'm only going based on experience. I really don't well, know the facts. It's just uh, uh, the demand for uh, our military over the past like 20 years has been like out of control, right? Mm -hmm. Especially we were fighting in two different theaters, and then on top of that, we have other operations that we do throughout the world. So uh, it's been quite demanding on uh, military personnel and their families, man. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. That's why, like, suicide rates are out of control. Dude, that's the biggest problem with all this is like, I mean, I understand it's a problem, sort of the decisions being made with war and, and how we're sending these guys off to, to fight to their death, you know, a lot of times. But I think that's the biggest blaring, glaring problem, rather, is that we don't take care of these guys when they come home. And I don't know what your experience has been like, but I, I have plenty of friends and I've talked to plenty of people that have absolutely shitty experiences. They come back, they go over and they serve multiple times. They're seeing crazy shit that's going to fuck with them the rest of their life. They come home and it's a pain in the ass just to get a fucking doctor's appointment or to get the medications they need or to get the treatments they need. Well, Jesus, the VA hospital here in Colorado is like behind by like years upon years and what billions of dollars in deficit yeah <laughs> budget yeah yeah uh no comment no. <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm still employed yeah still i hear you no i hear you but it, uh, it's, it's not just it, it's 
it just seems like to me a societal thing where like we should prioritize this you know and and i know maybe you can't you don't want to speak to that too much being that you're you know you're in the system too but i mean no i'm like you know what i you know fuck it i'm not gonna lie to you it's like a it's like a welfare system man like that's how the va is set up right it's like a one size fit all type thing and a lot of the uh a lot especially when it comes to the mental aspect of things granted it's changed dramatic drastically since uh the beginning of the war but uh from the beginning man like they the military kind of transformed like how it's treated uh soldiers especially when it comes to they call it full spectrum warrior so you go through the the uh your professional side right you go through your family and, you know there's these building blocks right your physical uh, attributes spiritual and and mental so i mean like it's 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 never really been like that i, I know in the beginning uh, it was definitely not like that, but uh, now it has changed. It is changing, I should say. But as you know, you know, when it comes to government stuff, it doesn't happen instantaneously. And uh, I foresee that it's going to get better. But uh, right now, yeah, veterans are getting the uh, shitty end of the stick. And part of it, too, isn't necessarily just neglecting veterans, maybe. Maybe there's a part of this equation that is, you know, research coming out on, on uh, you know, post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. stuff coming out on brain injuries and these things even from loud explosions and, oh, yeah. and just all this kind of stuff a lot of this research is coming out now the same way they used to tell you know football players and in, in ufc fighters get the fuck back up come on we, we quit bitching you're, you're, you're still good can you see same me? thing in high school right or, or totally, even man. like little league football right yeah. where you had these little guys dinging their heads around and you know they're like get up and check it off you're a man yeah, like, you get to be thirty okay. and you can't and scrambled you can't, brains. You can't pick up things with your hands, right? Or yeah, man, speak properly. So there's that part of the equation too, probably. It's just yeah. that some of this stuff just wasn't known. They didn't realize how jacked up, you yeah. know, you can really come back emotionally yeah. and mentally from and some work, of this stuff. And I work pretty closely with military students. I'm in higher education too, and um, and I work closely with veterans that get GI Bill, mm-hmm. and we we went through a special training. Um, it's a school I worked at before, and at this school, man, it went, um, the training we went through, it's sensitivity training, essentially, just mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, how you address people, how you, how you talk to people, how mm-hmm. you go through the day with these um, veterans is, is different than a regular student. You know, you can't, you know, they have, some people have survivor's guilt, you mm-hmm. know, some people have PTSD, um, other people, you know, they were saying that one um, one student 19 years old, his fucking job overseas in Iraq was to pick up fucking body parts from IEDs. Mm. Someone got blown up by IED, they don't just leave the body there. Nope, we pick him up. They have to pick him up, and that's Mm. what he said. It's a 19-year-old kid. That's what he's seen overseas. He's over there, you know, picking up the... the body parts. Mm -hmm. That's his job. Then he has to come back and live a normal functioning life in in society. You know, I think uh, there's a mental toughness that comes with it, and... I don't think that, especially as a younger man, that a lot of us really understand the sacrifices that we're going to make when we decide to raise our hands and uh, serve our country. Um, you know, I've always wondered why, you know, those old veterans would be all jumpy and fucking crying and shit when they're watching, you know, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I was like, it's just a movie, man. Like, what the fuck? But little did I know in my ignorance right that uh or just inexperience yeah even. inexperience and ignorance both definitely and yeah. hollywood <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally <which> definitely <laughs> <laughs> screwed my perception up on uh, warfare but um it's just man you gotta 
I mean, even when I did that, I knew that I was going to see the front lines, no doubt about it. But, I mean, even though you say that you're prepared for it, man, you don't know until that shit hits the fan. And, uh, yeah. you know, because I've seen guys talk shit, like, the whole time. Like, oh, when, they, when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to fucking, I'm gonna, ah, and then I'm going to rip off the heads of our enemies and drink their blood and whatever. And they're the ones that are cowering down in the corner, right, yeah. when, when the shit finally hits the fan. So, I mean, mm. it's just, uh, I don't know, you never know until it actually happens. It's just, uh, you know, how you were training yourself because a lot of it's going to be muscle memory, you know, when the chaos goes on because it's, gonna, it's, it's basically a lot of it, organized right? chaos. Like, I've never felt that type of adrenaline in combat, right? I've so played you, I, in I, front I of people out. at Washington State University mm-hmm. like and you know, on ESPN. Like, I thought that was like my heart was beating out of my chest doing that, right? <laughs> but it had nothing compared to uh, fighting for your life and fighting for others, you know? Dude, and I think there's something to that too. I'm a I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an MMA content mm-hmm. commentator, comedian. He's got yeah. a podcast and stuff, and he talks a lot about that. And he talks about he said he talks about how a lot of the people in his life that have like the most emotional issues and the people that struggle the most and have a hard time are the people that don't work out. It's like people who don't you know put their body through stress and put their mind through stress. And you think about like the UFC fighters even more extreme people like you who have actually seen combat and you've been out in these crazy situations it's what i hear this is not from first person perspective at all but it seems like it would give you a much better perspective and a calmer perspective on your normal everyday life um after being elevated to that level of intensity yeah you know i god like so many times man i've been told that like you know there'll be a situation going on and everybody's like you know their things are just so heightened and out of control and then i'm like all right we just need to do this like why are you so calm like what's going on here i'm like well this this i've been in fucking combat (laughs) (laughs) i'm like this is not bad we we can we can do this you know but uh and then there's a, a certain degree that uh you know you become a little numb to some things where you need to be a little more sensitive to too and that's I've heard where, that too. Uh, yeah, that's where a lot of that, uh, especially for you know when you when you're involved in relationships and stuff, that interpersonal relationships that you try to work on, uh, which is always going to be a, a struggle, no doubt. But uh, when you're pushed to those limits, those high extremes, as far as you know, life and death and fighting and whatever. And then you bring that back into those relationships, it kind of like it throws a lot of things. A lot off of perspective, that, right? You know, and it just it, patience, man, is it's crucial, crucial, especially for veterans, man, because you know we'll come back, we'll lie to your fucking face, you know, I'll tell you, Psh, I'm fine. Hand me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Let's do this shit. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. deep down inside, that motherfucker's over there breaking the fuck up, right? How could it not? You know, how I could mean, you it's not? just you know that's that's just how it is, man, and. I I want to get a shout out to Project Exodus. Um, they work well with, uh, or I'm sorry, Project Sanctuary. Jeez, Project Sanctuary works with uh, uh, returning veterans. You know, definitely Google them up, man. Mm-hmm. Show them love, uh, support, because uh, they're doing a lot for military families, and they pretty much get it, man. You know, they know that soldiers are gonna come back and lie to the to your damn face, <laughs> but uh, you know, their family's not. You know, yeah. they're gonna be like, you know, talk to his girlfriend or his wife and. Or, or her husband or you know her boyfriend or or whatever and you know the family member or what that significant other is going to tell you like yo this guy kicks in the door to the house and searches the house with a gun you know to make sure everything's cleared out 
you know, before we can even enter the house. So for anybody who's in the military or, or for family members of military people, it is uh, projectsanctuary.us. Definitely go there and, and yeah. kind of check that out. They may definitely maybe be able to help some people out. They are helping oh, people they out. Are. They may be able to help you out. Fantastic. They get it. The foundation, the family, like that's what helps soldiers, man. Like getting to them, giving them the tools that they need so they can help uh, that service member. I mean, it's, it's priceless. Priceless. Yeah. Priceless. I mean, because that's it, too, is I think that's one of the biggest things is it's like you were talking about. It's two different worlds, man. Yeah. When you're out there and you're in combat and then you try to come back and have a normal life, you know, and you're going to a nine to five and hanging out with the wife, watching a movie at night or whatever your situation is, trying to live a normal life after (laughs) being an extreme. Here's, Here's a perfect example. The Martian. There you go. You go up on Mars, you're fucking out there marooned for years, and you finally come back home. You're not going to be the same, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point, man. That's quite a sacrifice, and it's interesting to hear you kind of talk about that because you don't hear that a lot, but it is really true that a lot of times when you're making that decision, you're not going to be fully aware. Even if you were older, you know, even if you've been around and seen some stuff, when you're making a decision like that, I don't think it's one of those things that you can really have a true grasp on until you're you're seeing it with your own eyes yeah, and you're feeling it. Pretty much, it and, man. Pretty much. You know, I God, you know, I I think what should happen is that like old folks should definitely go fight wars for us. <laughs> right instead of uh young, young folks. men you who are I mean? going at, based on decisions of well, old you know men, well for the majority of the time a 19 18 year old is going to think about fucking more than fighting you know what i mean uh, there's just they need that experience of life before they can really learn how to value it you know because if you have a guy out there that's lived his life and you know he's like man i'm 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 gonna fucking die for this shit like Dude, you're going to have somebody who's going to have that mental toughness, right? Especially if he was raised properly. So you're, uh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It almost works like um, like colleges. They have a thing called gap year. So you graduate high school, and you don't necessarily go into college right away. Okay, You take a year off, a gap year. And essentially what it's done, and studies have shown that doing the gap year helps out um, appreciate things. You get to learn a new language. You go travel the world. You get on. You get you get to working right away. So you get to know what you want to do full time, long term. And then after that gap year happens, you're ready to go back into school. And studies have shown that these people that are these kids that are doing that gap year is that their uh, their retention in colleges uh, and universities is a lot higher than those that just go straight through because they're going to get burnt out just going straight through. You did 12 years of school. You're going to do another four years at a university or, you know, six years at the master's or whatnot. Like 15. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And so, you know, they're just saying, you know, that that gap years was pretty beneficial to get that experience. Like you were, you know, kind of saying with, you know, military, maybe not have people young so they can appreciate life and then go back into it and learn what they want. And, you do. know, like, uh, I think that uh, definitely, like, I, I don't know, this is... I don't want to sound like some weird conservative type person, but uh, I think that it would be good to have some type of like mandatory service for a lot of uh, folks who may not be able to afford that. Right. Like if they're not able to afford that gap year or whatever, you know, get them into like AmeriCorps or something. Yeah. You know, get get them out, get them, you know, go to Africa. You know, go to France, Trump. go to go to go to uh, uh, Croatia or something like that, some third world country or something, and you know, just just see how life is elsewhere in the world because you know you don't really get to appreciate you know what you have here when you don't leave your little fishbowl, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and Dollar Hero so always always says here that um, 
here, we, us, us four that are in this room, are lucky, mm-hmm. are lucky to be have the been born here. And the millions of millions of people, like, you know, the U.S. has a good dense population, but not compared to the rest of the world. We're lucky to be have born here. You imagine you're born in Syria right now. You yeah. You're you, born and it's just the luck of the draw. Yeah, <laughs> and you do the math and the odds of you being born here are pretty damn slim. Man. Pretty much. There's no doubt that we're fortunate being here. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I think that uh, exposing ourselves to the rest of the world will uh, give us that appreciation a little bit better. And uh, I think, like I would think, that a lot more people would take pride in what they have, right? And respect what Mm -hmm. they have. Uh, Definitely, like, with with the youth, man, because they're so (laughs) bombarded with the madness right now. (laughs) Like, I... I thought Ren and Stimpy was bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Beavis and Butthead, you know? Dude. Oh, it's new levels <laughs> you watch, now. You watch those cartoons oh, now, God. and I was like watching, I was like, that shit was really fucking dirty. And I was like a yeah. little kid, I'm like, I didn't understand what was going on here. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> had ass hanging out, like it was, <laughs> it was yeah. the best. Yeah, but no, you you bring up a good point. I mean, I've got kids in school. My oldest is nine, and you know, I'm hearing all the stuff that these kids are talking about, yeah. and the things that they're doing, and and what pa- other parents are allowing their kids to do, mm-hmm. and it's it's become even crazier, man. And 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 people like you, I was joking around with Mike before the podcast, having a little discipline stuff going on with the son, and I was thinking, <laughs> man, I wonder how young they take the kids over there <laughs> over at Project Exodus to send him Lacey's. Get him signed up for Project. You're gonna leave Exodus with a kid. A You're gonna leave with a kid today, by the oh, way. Just send, send him my way. <laughs> send him back in two weeks. <laughs> I was just thinking though, real quick, let's maybe not send anybody to Croatia. Because even though it is like third world side, have you seen Croatia? Mm-hmm. Have you seen like the, the beaches and like the, the tropical areas that they have? Like somebody told me, I was like, I want to go visit Croatia. And I was like, that sounds fucking cold. Who told you that? Allison. Oh, really? Uh, she so has to visit like, Croatia. I was like, okay. And so I like looked at all these pictures and no, look up the pictures. Look at it. Yeah. And I was like, the, that shit looks like Greece. Yeah. The Balkan states are pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but again, they that's are. that's the American, that's American me. I'm like America. The only sweet places out here to go to are Hawaii and Florida. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. You want tropical? Proud to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I you're, Bob you're Marley program. Program. It was all right. You were programmed to think that. It's all yeah, good. <laughs> you are forgiven. That was my Aurora Public School education right there. Yeah. No, there's something to be said for traveling, man. Even uh, whether it's military experience or Peace Corps or, oh, yeah. or j- even if it's just on your own, man. I think uh, Bob Marley had that quote was the, the uh, uh, if you're not living good, travel wide. And that was kind of his quote. And, yeah. I, and I remember thinking about that for a long time, just at first not really getting it, you know, until I saw a little bit of the world and then got out a little bit and you realize like, holy shit my perspective is narrow man like you think this is reality and you just just step a few blocks just go just to another country just kind of check things out it's it may not even be that different compared to how potentially different it could Mm -hmm. be in other countries but you really realize you're like man if you don't travel if you don't see a little bit more of the world i could see how you could fall into those mentalities of you know this is the right way this is the only way Mm -hmm. and i don't really know much outside that and i'm totally cool with that and you realize well you know there's no right way to do life man there's no, there's not millions, <laughs> billions of people doing uh, it. There's not, man. Shit. Yeah, well, I know you're doing it right, buddy. Uh, you're out there doing something good. We talk about it on the, on the show. We we only like to have people on that are, we feel are doing cool shit out cool there shit, in the world. Yeah. And uh, this is, uh, I gotta say, man, you're one of the doing one of the coolest things that, of any guest we've had. I mean, we're all out there. I'm a, I'm a musician. I got to get out there and play music. We've had comedians, MMA fighters, all kind, all kinds of things. But it's uh, it's not 
it, it's coincidental and maybe even ironic that you're winning this unsung hero award because it's fitting, man, because people that are out there doing the shit you're doing, I'm getting in front of people and playing and getting the glory of the music and all this kind of stuff. You're out there really changing lives, man, and making connections with people, analyzing what's going to make things better. And, and I think that's right, man. You're doing it right for well, sure. I think, uh, you know, I think your craft is, uh, just the same, man. Shoot. I can tell you right now, uh, I can remember many a time uh, I'd go like ape if I didn't, you know, get my fix on music, man. Especially over yeah. in the war zone. Oh, man, I, <laughs> oh need I to, bet, dude. I, I needed something to crack the silence and the madness, right? So I'd pop in like some some Marvin Gaye. Oh. Or, you know. Yeah. You know what, let's, uh, yeah. let's pop this question on him a little early. Perfect timing. All right. So we ask every one of our guests to come onto the show. And you've heard a couple of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. You're stuck on a deserted tropical island you have everything you need to live a long happy life you have something to play music with but you can only bring one album with you what's that one album oh god that is (laughs) that's tough let me think about that let me yeah i knew you were gonna ask me that too (laughs) i knew you were gonna ask me that I was like, Ugh. just to recap, can we tell everybody? Dollars, Dollars' mm. album that he chose was Catch Fire by Bob Marley, the okay. uh, first debut uh, full length album in '73. Yeah, mm. So he's an old school, and I'm the same thing. I'm about the uh, in '73. I am Gratitude by Earth. Did Gratitude Fire. come out mm. in '73? Yeah. I think we talked about yeah, that on one, one of the Farm Cat episodes. Yeah. Ooh, it's tough. We like God. putting people on the <laughs> spot with this one. <laughs> killing That's, me with that one, y'all. Killing me. It's always a struggle. <sighs> You know, uh, I would probably take uh, Sigros. Yeah, Victory Rose with me, their uh, untitled album. I don't know if you guys know who that is. It's a Netherlands group. Netherlands group? What kind of music is that? It's, uh, I don't even know. Like, the lead singer is, he sings using some dead language from uh, that island of his. What? But uh, I'm all about that one. I would take that album with me. Yeah. All right. Well, you have to look that one up there, Pierce. Let me know. The band's name is Icelandic Wordplay. Yeah. Okay, it's two words, right? Yeah. Yeah. Victory Victory Rose. 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 Okay. All right. So every time that I don't hear something that I've never heard, I always go through and check it out. Uh, You got to. I'm going to check them out now. And uh, hence, one of the good aspects of technology. You got it right there, right? Yeah, you got right. Google. <laughs> Connectivity, <laughs> Granted, man. Granted, you can. You definitely need to check the references on ha- uh, the majority <laughs> of it, but uh, it's yeah, great access true. to to knowledge. Nice. Yeah, that's definitely a a different, definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely a first cool. and a definitely different one. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, for sure. I don't usually. Do oh, that. the couch I over there is you. looking all weird and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> Our silent off mic guest yeah, over the here. Off mic guest is like. <laughs> All eyeballs and stuff. I don't know what's going on over there. She maybe did not approve of the uh, Victory Rose. I don't know. <laughs> Icelandic music. What is that? Yeah, that's Icelandic. probably what it was. She, she was, was like, "What the hell?" She was. Think- she was. She wanted to say out loud what everybody in this room was thinking. She was like, "Who's the brother listening to Icelandic music?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Hey, hey, that's what happens when you get exposed to the world now. Yeah. Right? It comes with it. Yep. All right? You're going to be listening to stuff from Ghana or something. Yeah. So, okay, let's get back to this Project Exodus, man. Because, yeah, again, it's yeah. something super fascinating. Um, how did it form? How did it form together? Well, um, 
like oh, I how said, old too? Did you mention that earlier? I'm sorry. How old? You. Uh, you know, like honestly, like I I don't have like an age cap on it. It's just uh, uh, working with Ford. I work with fourth graders and fifth graders, right? So that's like eight years old to ten in my belly. Oh my god! My but in, my I also god. work with uh, Shop Talk Live, uh, and their program happens to be prod or. Uh, honorable protector initiative and uh, i work with the colorado coalition for the homeless every other friday uh over at lowry and um that age ranges from like five to 16 17 years old holy fuck how did you find time to come to this podcast i was gonna say dude i was gonna say and let's just say one of my problems is time management (laughs) yeah but that's no fault of Uh, yours dude holy crap uh, you got a lot of stuff on the schedule man yeah hey uh, hey you know what since we're talking about bob you know i and i know i'm gonna cut this quote up but uh, he said something about how you know he got shot up in the studio right him his wife and his girls right they they all got lit up in the house and then he was went to go do the concert like the next day yep right he was like they were like bob why like why are you doing this you should be resting and he was like well you know evil doesn't take a day off right (laughs) neither can i neither can i so oh man that's how we roll i'm a big fan of lacy at this moment i think (laughs) Pulling out the old uh, Bob Marley quotes. I just and lost stories. my. I just lost my co-host. <laughs> <Yeah. job>. Now <laughs> How's Lacey, that schedule yeah. looking? Yeah. By the way, hey, hey. Tuesdays, a- and Thursday, <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays, bro. Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're gonna be moving according to Mike and Tony to Tuesdays. And- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yours, yours according to Lacey and Tony. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the time you weren't on the episode? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a hard time holding it down. I mean, it's not according to Tony, buddy. So <laughs> I need the mic in there. Okay, so yeah, back to how it formed. How, how old is okay. Project Exodus, by the way? All right, pro- well, I mean, it's like in its infancy, right? Okay. So last year, it's it's only been like, I think, 10 months? Yeah, about 10 uh, months. Off mic says yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I seem, looking at your website, looking through the stuff, I thought it was a lot longer. Well, I mean, we've been, like, I've been working with the community for a long time, man. It's just... Uh, never really put a name to it and never really had like a home base right uh i would always go off and i you know i would work with kids here and there uh i worked brandon Pryor uh with his little uh, he has a a a football training camp that he would do um god i I forget what he calls it but uh man i've i had this little thing called the wolf pack which is like a community uh outreach thing where i'm you know grabbing people i'm like hey you want to work out come join me and i mean it it just became a pack right and we just rolled for like a whole year we were working out together for a whole year running uh you name it we in fact we were not too long ago this past summer we were up at uh red rocks we were doing red rocks amphitheater up the the like every saturday yeah up the stairs down the stairs push-ups Jumping jacks, throwing up. We talk a lot about community, man. (laughs) Throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) that in there. (laughs) They're not. Uh, They're working hard over there. No, they do. They do, man. Like I, uh, God, like I'm. I think that uh, you know, I personally, man, being just being so close to you know dealing in death and and stuff like that, man, it's uh, a way for me to give back, man. Like that's that's how I see you should do it. If you take life like that. You have to give back in some form or fashion, or it's just going to eat you up. Interesting. Mm. That's interesting, man, because you seem you seem super balanced 
to me uh is particularly somebody who's come back from that and you know not to stereotype or anything but it's just it's true man people get fucked up coming back from combat and you seem like a very balanced individual out there doing good stuff and maybe you've kind of found your your key there well i think uh there's no doubt about it that that helps me out but uh i'm gonna tell you right now i'm a dysfunctional veteran man that's just (laughs) that's a part of the game man you know we all come back with scars and uh, it's just patience man it takes time you know i definitely don't have the answer to uh all the the prim quo quos that come with coming back from war but uh i think that uh, the mental aptitude and your support structure like the people that are behind you makes a difference definitely and with that man i and finding something that uh (laughs) and finding something that works for you and it yeah, seems like yeah. it's working I mean, for you. Yeah, that's, not, that's like you said, you it's do. not a, you said it like it is, the, the VA is just treating it like a one size fits all and right now you found it out. <laughs> the VA will yeah. be like, here, here's some pills, take care of yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, yeah. okay. Like a, like a belt, like a, what's it called? A, uh, a conveyor belt, whatever. Just yeah, pretty much. People come by and just give them the standard give procedure. Give them the pills, there you go. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that someone like someone like you has found out your path, and and that path could work for a lot of people, you know. And and like you point out, maybe not necessarily everybody, but uh, people like you who have figured it out and are out there speaking, I'm, I'm sure it helps people um, to kind of find their way. And and it's it is interesting to hear that though that perspective. I've never heard anybody say it quite like that. Do, were you gonna say something? The couch is like screaming over there, like <laughs> digitally, basically. God, digitally, yeah. Yeah, digitally screaming. <laughs> Uh, again, just an announcement in general to the room that there is an open there microphone. There is an open you mic. Are, God, <laughs> and a set of headphones. Yeah, set of headphones. You can hear everything going on. You don't want to hear anything? That's cool. That's all right. <laughs> uh, no, man. But I think it's cool as you figured out. It wasn't too long ago. We were talking. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I wrote a paper on that on on veterans coming home and and sort of what that situation looks like and and uh, support like a structure of support and like having people around you, it was a huge part of it. I mean, that's probably the most important factor. I think when you come back is having people around you that care about you and that you do have, have support from other people and kind of understand what you're going through. Yeah. You know, uh, in the military world, right. Military culture, uh, asking for help is like that is, was looked upon as a weakness for a long time. Right. Uh, but we're trying to get over those stigmas. It just it takes a while, man. It takes a while, because you know you get that bravado. You got a bunch of like alpha males coming together. You know we're beating the shit out of each other, yep. and then you know we're we're eating fucking metal, and we're ready to kill, and then we go overseas, and that's basically what you're doing on a regular basis, damn near. Like it depends on where you're at, obviously. Yeah. You know whether or not you're gonna be fucking fighting every day or whatnot. But I mean, it just it takes its toll, man. Like it, it, it does. Like when when I was over there, I was like, oh shit, it's it's gonna be like this every fucking day. And then I just had to, you just gotta internalize that. You gotta be like, okay, it's just it's gonna be like this. I gotta fucking go balls to the wall. But it's not gonna be like this forever, right? So I like flick that switch on. I call it mm-hmm. the Afghan mode, right? Mm-hmm. So then I just flip it on and I, I stay in that Afghan mode while I'm over there. Switch, try to switch it off when I come over here, but I, then I steadily understood that, you know, switching that flip on, man, it, it stays on. It's That's just now that, you know, you got to redirect some of that energy and, and try to understand yourself a little bit better. That's what I do with my everyday no. fucking job, buddy. Yeah. You just I'm like, like oh, yeah, yeah, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just uh, let's turn this on. All right, we're cool, cool. <laughs> The minute you know, I hit that fucking lottery, though. That, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is this, this part. God, something's going on. My brother's calling me right now. <laughs> Hold on really quick. Yeah. Oh, no, you're good, man. Oh, God. So, yeah. 
community stuff, it's always big to see that everybody does that, and especially so close to home. Yeah. Know? Right, exactly, and we've talked about that before too. We've talked about it with like politicians and stuff like that. You know, we've had a couple on the on the show, like at Farmcad and things like yeah. that. And that's what we talk about is that it's these people, these unsung heroes, the people that are are making the uh, the the difference on the ground, locally, really, literally changing lives. Because you think about it, and it's like we have these big grandeur ideas. You know, this idea that we're going to go out and change the world, or at least I do. Maybe that's just me. But I think about stuff like that. You know, and then you realize that it's sort of like Gandhi said. You know, you start with your Self, you make the change within yourself, and then you just affect the people. I mean, even if you just touch five people's lives, and you know, in your in the span of your life, it's all worth it, man. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks like Lacey stepped out just for a minute. Maybe something important going on there, but uh, it is. Uh, it's cool to have somebody on the show, definitely, that is uh, making such a big difference out there and, and working hard, man. Well, yeah, and looking at the Facebook posts and the stuff that he had on there, and again, that's what drew me out to get him on here and plus i knew him from from way back in the day that's what you were saying you yeah. guys go way back right yeah yeah the middle school man back in the uh, oh that's crazy that's road dogs right yeah. there <laughs> aurora hills but yeah again due to the magic of technology so when did you guys reconnect just recently yeah or? yeah just through okay. facebook and everything and it's all the and again the social media like for the project exodus is pretty profound and consumes a lot of the feed and so you can, can't help but notice the good stuff that's going on so for sure man and <clears throat> i'm just gonna confess and just be honest like I, I when i do my music and i'm out there writing and i'm playing and performing and stuff i do have in mind i'm trying to make the world a better place trying to provide more compassion and more love and kind of make it you know in general just a better place but when i see shit like this man i'm humbled as fuck i see it and i go whoa am i is I'm really I'm playing guitar to change the world <laughs> like this dude's out there working with youth that are in desperate situations that need it I don't know man it makes me uh I should uh put the guitar down and <laughs> do a community group do a community group do some music there you <laughs> do go. Some, yeah do some, no I mean I, I, I I'm exaggerating but it is one of those things where you see this the stuff that people are out there really doing not just going over and you know fighting and being in combat and stuff for our country and, and for freedom and for all that those kind of things but just additionally you know coming home and him feeling this debt you know mm -hmm. like he was pointing out taking life or whatever feeling like you have to give back like you see stuff like that and you go, man, you know, that's, it's important to have something to drive you. Me and Maya were actually talking about this, about having pain in your life mm -hmm. and discomfort and how sort of that's what people strive for is comfort, you know, and getting rid of all the discomfort in your life. And it seems like it should be the opposite. It seems like you should embrace discomfort because it's, it's like that whole without the dark, you don't have the day kind of thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, I agree. <laughs> you got a lot going on yeah, over there, Lacey. Is everything it's Okay. You, things good? are uh, yeah things are right uh, my brother locked himself out of the house and the car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no. he's like somebody help me again so. then we come back to that you staying calm and cool and collected <laughs> yeah. combat zone hey you locked down uh, yeah. i was like all right hold on <laughs> no but i i totally agree with what you just said i think that uh i think a lot of people have become too comfortable with the way things are man like they're like you know you get into that nine to five and you're like you know what fuck it i can do this for 30 years and not really challenge themselves man like whether it's spiritually or or anything like that you know and you need that you need yeah. the challenge right you need the dark like the this world this universe was designed that way right yeah. i wish like totally. yeah no doubt i i would love to have a sunny day every day 
No problems. Green mm-hmm. grass, man. You know, sunshine. But what happens when there's like a the, fucking problem and then you don't know what to exactly. do? Or, <laughs> or you're on this, or you're on the seventeenth thousandth fucking day of sunlight, and you're like, I exactly. wish it would just fucking rain today. Exactly. Where are the clouds? You know, it's just one of those human nature things. You gotta have the differences. Yeah, you gotta have that. You, you and, gotta have it. And it's just like you know, you know, you got these folks out here looking for that knight in shining armor or whatever, and you're like, well, shit, man. If he's in shining armor, his metal's never been tested, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such saying? a great point so, about that expression that has been used way too many times. It like, has been. So maybe he just shining keep a, armor. Maybe he just he's never fought clean. a day in his life. He never fucking fought a day in his life. No, he looks cut down. Or maybe he he's maybe he's just that clean. <laughs> he's just he's that, that clean. clean. <laughs> I can see Dollar, dollar. over there. <laughs> <laughs> see Tony Dollar over here. Mister, This guy over here washes his hands constantly. He's a OCD. OCD germaphobe. I can see Tony Dollar like slaying a man and then like oh my god that's a lot of blood that's a lot just of blood Clorox wiping it off and <laughs> if they had that in the fucking, medieval times I'd be on the battlefield with wipes in a fucking fanny pack <laughs> <laughs> uh, we oh. need that though yeah that's gold wet, wet wipes are gold <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the voice of experience uh, right there that's like ah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh, man. so Project Exodus um, I was looking at the slide that you sent um, us, so it has you and two other people. Real quick, is this a presentation that you give on a regular basis or something, or is this something you worked up for us? No, or? no, that's something that I put together for parents and stuff. So, oh, cool. in fact, I'll be uh, showing the presentation next Tuesday uh, with awesome. uh, a bunch of new parents that came into the program. Cool. Yeah, because I'm about to uh, take the kids out on a camping trip, uh, the ninth through the eleventh. Of October, oh, we're gonna go down yeah. to. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this place, but it's called Mission Wolf, right? This fantastic spot. It's uh, right outside of Westcliff, Colorado. Uh, it's about four hours southwest of here. Okay, it's really close to the uh, Great Sound Dunes National Park. Yeah, and cool. uh, uh, Mission Wolf is trying to reintroduce wolves into Colorado. Right, it's like one of the only ones. And you're going to take children. You're taking children down there. Yeah, I already did. I already took them down there. <laughs> what kind of did the parents need to get a waiver for that and just explain to the parents? You, hey guys, you know what? You know. you know what? My waiver <laughs> would scare the hell out of some parents if they actually read it. But I think they just took it and signed it because uh, it gets pretty serious and pretty deep. Like in the first paragraph. You know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> your child may have to kill another child in order to survive. <laughs> it is Basically, possible. Lord of the Flies. If you can't deal with that, you can't have your kid yeah. with me. Yeah, it's a re- no, no, no. Just uh, the, um, no. Just go ahead and read the bottom. Say I agree. And sign right. That, that's yeah. perfect. All right. Thank you very much. I'm on, Jimmy. Yeah, Come on. Basically. <laughs> no, no, not I, at all. So there's a place down there called the Condor's Nest. I've uh, been teaming up with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Chance. He's uh, part of my unit, part of the 75th, and he has a uh, 75 acres of wilderness down there that oh, he. Wow. Uh, How funny a coincidence is that, huh? 75th. Yeah. He's got 75 yeah, acres. He's got 75 acres right. in the 75th. <laughs> but he's about to add about 85 more acres to that uh, here shortly. Oh, jeez! But wow. uh, he's That's basically nice. transforming that area into like a, a, a wilderness escape for veterans. And their families and stuff. So, Whoa. Who I, is... Oh, my God. Does he have a website or I don't think he has on? a website yet. Uh, he's working on all that. Because right now, he's just developing the property. Mm-hmm. But he definitely, like... He's like, hey, if anybody wants to come down to the property, hang out. And they know, you know by you word of mouth. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's where man. he's at right now. And uh, 
you know, I've, we've been helping them out, man. The guys last time uh, went out there. We built uh, the Lions Bridge that goes over the creek that goes over that runs through his property, uh, and we did that in one day. So that was, yeah, that was pretty good. Of. We made it out of wood and stone. Right. Wow! Keep us posted, man. He would be a really interesting dude to have on the podcast. Yeah, you know what? He just plain. Yeah, he is super interesting. Uh, God, he's a decorated uh, combat veteran. Uh, he's been in the game for a long time. He's about to retire here shortly. I think gotcha. this is his last year. Yeah, this is his last okay. year. He's going to retire this year. But uh, he's definitely interesting, man. He's caring. Well, that's such a damn cool he's thing, awesome. man. I'm a big nature guy. I'm, I love camping. I take my kids camping all the time and stuff. And I love there's something about getting out in nature, you know, that kind of resets you a little bit. That's an excellent thing to hear, man. It we does. need more stuff like that out there. Yeah, man. Like, so, yeah, he's got it. Keep yeah. us posted. If he oh, gets yeah. a web, he's got anything out there public, you let us know. I will. Uh, we'll promote the I shit out of it. I will. In fact, uh, you, can, you can see his property if you look through uh, uh, the Project's Exodus site. I think I posted some stuff there. Or even okay. if you go to my site, you'll see uh, some photos on there that okay. uh, I took when we went out camping. Nice. And so you're going to take, take those kids down there. Um, who all goes with you as far as like leadership wise? Leadership wise, it's generally it'll just be myself, maybe some folks from Ford, hopefully this time. Uh, but it's generally just myself or Steve and Steve and uh, uh, Colonel Chance. Okay. So last time we only had uh, we had about five kids with us out there. Okay. The last time we went, this time we're taking about maybe thirteen, twelve, okay. depending on you know this weekend and who who shows up on tuesday right and what parent does not read the waiver yeah basically if they don't read the waiver and they don't come to the uh the parent you know project exodus meet then uh the child's not gonna go okay yeah. that so makes sense you mentioned steve Mm -hmm. So he is also one of the founding. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that because there's there's Stephen and then there's, uh, there's what's the other guy? Sensei Walker. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about those guys. They're they're a big part of this too. Yeah. Yes, they are. So Steve, you know, I pretty much known Steve since I was in high school. Right. He's like one of my best friends. Tell you the truth. And uh, God, like this this dude is he's pretty amazing, man. He's got uh, he started up a security firm. Which, uh, you know, I joined up and became partners with him, uh, Royal Guard Security. Um, we've been, uh, God, God, we've been rolling together for like 15, 16, 17 years now. Wow. Man, time flies by when <laughs> Doesn't uh, it? you're having fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, he's been, uh, he's been this, uh, like I said, that support system. Like he's he's a part of that for me definitely. Uh, he's like uh, he was my Virgil in Dante's Inferno. Okay, all right, all right. Like that's that's basically what Steve's been for me, man. And uh, he took me on a spiritual journey. I took him on a physical training journey. Okay, right? like that. That's what the agreement was. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, but other than that, man, he's a uh, guy well educated. He, I don't know how many degrees he's got. He's got a bunch of degrees. I see. Uh, yeah, he has a human a, services background. Yes, yeah, big he time. does. Yeah, big big community service type uh, uh, background with education. Uh, he's big in theology. Uh, he got ordained as a minister last year. And oh wow! He baptized me 
uh, in the Cherry Creek Reservoir last oh, year. Wow. Wow. Uh, last so that's just kind of how you roll. He just rolls with people like him and do 17,000 things <laughs> yeah, all over much. the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, cool, man. Hey, you know, it's, it's what you roll with, right? Yeah. You know, it's your, your, your group Huge. of folks that roll with you. Nice. It's, it's, it's big. And Sensei James Walker. So what's... Sensei Walker is, uh, that is Steve's mentor, right? Okay. He uh, pretty much taught Steve a lot of his... Uh, martial arts skills he's got god i think he's got three black belts uh, in all different types of martial arts so basically he's definitely a qualified ninja if he wanted to be <laughs> you know <laughs> he's a fucking ninja yeah pretty much uh, and definitely sensei walker and uh, what brings us all together is that we're all from Montbello. you know we all grew wow. up in Montbello. Sensei Walker grew up in Montbello, obviously okay. a couple of decades before myself and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he wants to give back to the community, man, and he knows how important it is. And uh, to reach the youth and use martial arts as that uh, platform is is awesome, right? Like yeah. I just, they just had uh, their first few sessions this week, Wednesday and Thursday, over there at DCIS at Fort, and uh, man. The kids are like super motivated. That's right? cool. Damn, that's really cool, man. <laughs> do you have uh, do you have some martial arts background yourself? Uh, my martial arts is taekwondo. Okay, and uh, just a good old American uh, can of whoop ass. <laughs> <laughs> military uh, army military combatives, right? Okay, uh, and that's about it. Gotcha. Well, that's about it. <laughs> so yeah. I got some tai chi. Yeah, uh, did a little yoga. <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> we were joking about it before the podcast i'm i'm really thinking about getting into uh jujitsu which i think is a really cool thing and it seems like a practical thing like something you could use you know yeah jujitsu is is fantastic uh skill to learn man but you gotta you always have to consistently be in it you have to be yeah. consistent yeah you know, especially with that uh, type of stuff, because you can know it. You know, you'll know how to do it for however long you do it, and then you stop. Take a couple and years and off and get try. Your ass beat. Yeah. Cause, yeah. <laughs> cause yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to. You have to keep it flowing. You have to keep uh, evolving with that, man. That's just yeah. Just and I'm not interested in competing or anything crazy. We we're oh, just no, talking about it. Okay. <laughs> I should, forget the I podcast and the music. These, I'm going full jujitsu. I'm going to cancel this Twitter post right now. Twenty dollars. <laughs> leaving the podcast. He's going full uh, jujitsu tomorrow. So, no, <laughs> it's more one of those things you think about. I think about it every once in a while. Unlike you, I'm not somebody who's had combat experience. I haven't been out there in crazy, you know, super stressful situations like that. And I wonder, you know, like you take it for granted that everything goes smooth every day, but you just, you don't know. You're going to run yeah. into some jackass when you're walking with your kids or something like that. And and I'm not looking to be, I'm not a violent guy. I'm not, I just want to be able to basically completely neutralize somebody. Like if somebody's coming to try and attack me or my family, I want to learn the skills that I need to have the best odds of being able to neutralize somebody in that kind of situation because i think that's an important thing we don't think about and america is one of those crazy places where everybody's willing to fight and nobody has any fucking fighting training <laughs> i think everybody's willing to shoot first and then no, fight, that's maybe. a good point yeah perfect example what we got uh oregon yeah, oh we'll yeah, get, we're gonna to we'll yeah. get into that for yeah. sure. We've actually is it what the, no, we'll where get, are we yeah. even at time wise? No, we'll get know. to that. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. But um, so just, just back trail because like I said, we'll get to that Oregon here thing in a little bit. Project Exodus, um, doing good things in the community. I'm Mountain Bella too. I don't know if you remember that or if you know that. I grew up um, off of 56th in Peoria. My grandma still actually lives over there. Uh, 56th in uh, she in Tucson. Okay. So right uh, across from the arsenal. All right. Over there, and um, when I was just starting Aurora Hills, is when I moved to Aurora. Uh, and so that's how okay. I. So I'm the same thing. 
grew up in the area and everything like that. So I know. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But, um, so this whole project Exodus, how do people get involved with it? What do people need to do? How are you doing to spread the word? Are you looking for people to help out? Let's give websites and all that stuff out too. You know, I'm definitely looking for help. Um, The best way to do it right now, I'm still developing the website for Project Exodus. But if you contact uh, me through Facebook, like that's the best way of getting in contact with me. But as far as help wanted, I'm looking for I'm looking for motivated folks to come in to either be speakers. Uh Right, just to share their experiences, share their wisdom, or you know, just share time. Because if they can share time, come in and share time with the the kids there. I'm sure it's, those it's kids super right? fucking appreciate it, dude. Dude, it's invaluable. Yeah, and we can and we'll link all that stuff too here. Um, everybody that's listening, uh, WROM and on the regular podcast, we'll have that on our website, and we'll you know have his Facebook link on there, stuff like that. So if you guys want to get um, involved it's real fucking cool oh yeah all the stuff that they're doing uh, yeah definitely uh gonna be going for my uh, 501c3 uh gotta put the application in right it's like 800 and some odd dollars (laughs) Uh, and then there's some legal stuff that i gotta do with that so uh, i'm also gonna start up a gofundme page and i'll have it attached to the uh exodus facebook page Cool. Please but, uh, shoot us. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. keep up on that. Yes. That's something we can get in, Inbox me. You know. Speaking yeah. of which, we <laughs> should. We forgot to do it at the beginning, which we're supposed to. Is just if you are listening to this podcast right now, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Yes. Thank you. Whether you were downloading this on iTunes or you're listening through, I mean, there's all kinds of different places you can listen. You can listen through wromradio.net. Yeah, right? majority of people right now listening right now. You can go to our website, mikeandtonyshow.com. All the full episodes are there, cool links and pictures and all that good shit, too. And real quick, because I promised I was going to do it to the people that shared our page. I did. Oh yeah. I, I, yes, hoard, I hoard myself out on Facebook, and usually I don't I do it on my person. <laughs> I don't do it on my personal page. But I saw that. Um, I got a. I got a bug, a bug under me, and I wanted to get that Facebook mentions, and they only do it to like super high profile people, and so I want to get that high profile. I didn't even page. know what the fuck it was. I just shared our it. Facebook page isn't nearly what our Twitter is. Our Twitter blows up like. Crazy. Well, that's okay though because yeah. this is 2015, and Twitter is yeah. the way to go, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but um, so, followers again, big shout out, uh, Matt Brico. Uh, Michael Brent Smith, uh, Ariel uh, Almunger, Dom, Juju, Gordon, Dom MP there, uh, Apinya, Pontages, uh, Seth, Sly in the Family Stone Temple Pilot Wade. I saw that one. <laughs> That's what he wanted to be named by. Uh, and Joe Dub, Joseph Williamson, um, and Joe, Joella, and Kelly Betters. So, again, okay. thanks for everybody for shouting that out. And Yes, thank we you. We had a few likes because of that too so and that's the thing man we're just trying to do something real we're keeping an authentic conversation going every week and if you like what you're hearing and you're enjoying this please just tell somebody we don't have ads we don't do all that crazy shit we're just keeping it real talking to real people and and exploring life together and and uh please always feel free to email us too at mike and tony show at wromradio.net if you uh want to contribute to the show you got any questions uh suggestions coolest people you want us to talk to want to cuss us out yeah They'll stop saying fuck on the show. Because <laughs> you're delaying Mike's fuck count uh, right now. That's right. I forgot about that. All right. So what do you think, buddy? Yeah. Now it's time to move to a little bit of the uh, fun, fun facts. facts. So every Friday, I do Friday fun facts. Send them out through uh, the website. Again, if you want to uh, be a part of that, it's Mike and Tony show at WROMradio.net. Uh, dollar. 
what came out to you on this one all kinds of stuff man there was uh <laughs> lots of good ones this one fucking tripped me out the world record for the heaviest pumpkin was set last year in germany the pumpkin weighed 2323 pounds that's a monster jack-o'-lantern waiting to happen that's a lot of pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> i don't think they use real pumpkin no, they probably use real pumpkin. <laughs> why the fuck do they call it that i don't know maybe they, they use the can it's a lot of pumpkin pie a lot of pumpkin pie? That's just intense. A lot of pumpkin seeds? You guys eat pumpkin seeds? No? Yeah. You probably get a lot of pumpkin seeds out of that one. All right. How about this one? Okay. There's a couple of Mount Everest facts on here, but this one, you always see people like, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. It's one of my bucket lists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the total cost of climbing Mount Everest uh, to pay for Sherpas, supplies, permits is anywhere between sixty to $120,000. Insanity. Got to be rich, huh? Gotta have that kind of money just laying around to go climb Everest. Right? Yeah. Anything pop out to you on that, Lacey? I think it's that action man, man. Oh, the England G- calling G.I. <laughs> Joe action man. Fucking Brits. What are they doing? They never, they never get it right. They never action get it right. That's, that's, why, that's why they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, uh. how about this one? St. Louis Duhaha is the name of a real town in Quebec. And is located in River Ha Ha, which flows from Lake Ha Ha. <laughs> the fuck kind of names are that? You know what I was thinking about when I was reading this whole goddamn thing? I was like, you know what? I bet Ha Ha Clinton Dixon is from. <laughs> He's probably from that small town. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts, man. Right, dollar what next? Uh, <laughs> this one I was sharing this one before the podcast with you. In the U.S., Google searches for "Why is my poop green." peaks between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m., while how to roll a joint peaks between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those are correlated. Someone between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. is is popping that joint, smoking it up, and then gets the munchies, and then by 4 a.m., 5 a.m., they're like, why, why is, is it fucking green? Why? See, that's why you can always... <laughs> you can always tell the, the... See, that's not something I would ever Google. <laughs> Just leave it right there. It's not something I would uh, need to look up at 1 a.m. in the morning. It's another one anybody has. Uh, Frank Sinatra was the producer's first choice uh, to play the role of Harry Callahan in Dirty Harry. Frank Sinatra, huh? Over Clint Eastwood. Interesting. Mm. Frank. Clint Eastwood is a beast of an actor. Yeah. And he's a pretty damn good director, too. Yeah. 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 Conservative as fuck, but... Yeah. yeah, that whole thing. Do you remember that thing with the Barack Obama yeah. speech when he's sitting in the chair, or he had Barack Obama sitting in the chair, invisible? Did you yeah. see this? No, I didn't see that. What was that? What was that app? A while ago. Yeah. Was it? A, it was like a Republican National Convention, maybe, or something like what that. What was he doing, bitching him out? He gave this speech. It was bizarre, man. He gave the speech where he was like pretending Barack Obama was sitting in a chair, and he was like talking to him. And he's like having this conversation, but you can only only hear his side. And at certain points, he got like really. He was like, uh, "What did you call me? What did, What did you say?" And he's like making it sound like he's saying these crazy, outlandish things. You know, uh-huh. it was just a bizarre, like theatrical, weird, weird thing. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was maybe what two year ago, two years ago. Well, Hollywood two, is a very three magical years ago, probably, place. Uh, okay. That's Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, yeah. <laughs> how about this one? Uh, Schwarzenegger was paid approximately $21,249 for every word that he said in Terminator 2. That's beast mode. 
Right? Shit, dude, that's what we should be I striving for. I want to be paid for. right now. I was going to yeah. say, do you know how many words we have fucking said on the internet? I want to like, get paid uh, for saying fuck. Paid. I wonder what we're making per word. It's pretty. pretty it's I think we're like the negatives. Zero, zero, I think we're actually zero, in the negatives. Something. I think we're paying out. We should talk less. We should talk less just so we make more uh, per word. I know someone who isn't talking. That would be our okay. off mic guest on the couch. <laughs> She's going to kill me before she leaves here. <laughs> What's the next one? I'm sorry. Uh, what was that? She's making the most money. If she doesn't say it on the mic, I can't hear. <laughs> it doesn't exist. I can't, it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. What else? Uh, octopuses. I've been. There's some crazy shit about yeah. octopuses, man. They have three hearts. What's that about? What is that about? There's some crazy beasts, man. Did you see the? Have you seen these videos of octopuses eating sharks? Yes. Oh, you eating saw sh- it? Yeah, eating sharks, and they can escape out of just about. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They can unscrew lids and shit yeah. on jars and like those are some smart and then weird the camouflage. animals. Did you see the camouflage? No, yeah. That's how that's they catch the sharks. Dope. They blend in and they just chill there. And then they just wrapped around Eat that shark. sharks yeah. and shit. Like what the hell? And that's the shit that keeps me out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now when I stab it in the heart, I know that there's fucking two more, <laughs> two more to go. go You're like, fuck. <laughs> Good news is you hit one of the hearts. Yes. Bad news is there's two there's more. Two more to go. No, we talked about that before. I used to uh, bodyboard out in Northern California, which is supposedly one of the highest densities of great white sharks in the world. I was about 19 at the time when I was doing it. Never even hardly crossed my mind. I heard somebody say something about it and didn't think about it. And No, you couldn't get me in the ocean nowadays, man. I wouldn't no, even. I was in Hawaii. I've told this story before. I was in Hawaii. We're in Waikiki, and we're, in the, uh, we're on the beach in the water, and we're just swimming there, and helicopters and planes are going over the water and everything. My wife's like, what What are they doing? And I was like, they're, they're searching. I love your wife's <laughs> voice, by the way. That's my girl every, voice for everybody. Though. Every, I, my, know, all my, I all know. My girl. Your wife sounds like that, too. I know she does. No, your wife has a little bit of an accent, though, when I do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, my wife was like, what are they doing up there? And I was like, well, babe, they're, I mean, they're, they're shark patrolling. And she was like, are you serious? And I'm just like, um, yeah, that's what they're honestly doing. She's like, <laughs> swims a little <laughs> closer to the shore. That's what they're really doing. They're doing shark patrol out there. I told you about the time the was a seal or sea otter. I don't even know what the fuck it was, but I was out there and it popped up like, you know, 15. 20 yards from me or something <laughs> shit a brick yeah. it was like it was like i was never thought about it never worried about it and the first time i saw something my instant thought was great white <laughs> no it's not great white it's okay. furry it's sticking out of the, what are you doing it's like just like it still doesn't it a, fucking matter though it's, man. Like, it's still popping dude, out. Not gonna those fuck things are you. huge they're, they're big as fuck they're so, okay like, super so big how do you, okay so this is my i've i've swam in the ocean you know and stuff like that and i don't have a problem with it my fucking problem lakes yeah, lakes aren't that clear. I think they're a little been, muddy you, and murky. You've been pre-programmed, man. That's it's like, right. that's that's like Jason me. shit. Well, no, it's probably like it's probably me watching like Piranha Three Double D and like Halloween. Lake Placid and oh, stuff okay. like that. And you know, my so. son's in a Sharknado, and I've never seen him. I've God, never seen any of them. You don't ever want to see that stuff. That is pretty disturbing. Is it? Yeah, Sharknado. I've heard about. I've only heard about it's, it. Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, cl- well, it's a classic B movie. They're saying it's always a classic B movie. Uh, yeah. My son loves that damn show. God. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Julia Child was the same height as me, or well, I'm six one. She was six two. Julia Child was taller than me. Really? Yeah. 
That's crazy. You got a problem with that? You got a problem no. with the ladies towering over? No, you? but I I am weird. <laughs> I think I probably have some issues because I can't date a girl. I never could when I was younger. No? I couldn't date a girl that's taller than me. It's a weird I'd thing. I date a girl that's taller than me. A lot of dudes would. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably more secure individual than I am. Maybe I don't know. Something weird about looking up at my girlfriend. <laughs> like, it seems weird to me. No, <laughs> it's probably it's it's inside me. Some kind of selfish. Uh, not selfish, but. I don't know what it is. We're going down a weird road here. (laughs) (laughs) Switch, back trail, back trail, back trail. (laughs) Uh, Well, how about uh, we switch a little focus then? Go into a little bit of the uh, news News. right now. So, all right, let's hit it up, guys. We've already mentioned it. Oregon. Oregon. Thoughts? Thoughts, Mr. McDonald? Man, uh, God, that's, uh, I mean, I, I hate saying it, that it's become like it's become so routine, hasn't it? Well, that's what President Obama said. Like, but I mean, like he took he took the words right yeah. out of my mouth. We're numb. It's, we're numb to it. It's it's. No, I'm not, I don't think that I'm not numb to it. I think that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Like yeah. every I, single like, time I see it, I think it's a fucking shitty yeah. situation. I don't think it's like eh, again, whatever. But I think that a lot of other Americans still think that you know it doesn't generally affect them. You know. Yeah. Until it does, until it happens it. here, it's always right? a weird thing, right? Especially for us here in Colorado, we've had some major Columbine, multiple Columbine, yep, yep. shooting theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was um, talking to Dollar before the podcast, is before you got here. I think it's weird that like these school shootings and stuff like that. Everybody wants to to blame gang violence and and you know the ghettos and stuff like that as being like places of high crime and everything like that but if you think about it these most publicized like school shootings you're talking about your sandy hook you're talking about your columbine you're talking about the oregon Mm -hmm. out there these are predominantly like white White. areas Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know man it's a weird thing where i grew up i went to fresno high school in fresno and in the central valley in california and i remember them when after i left they were implementing like the um electrified fences and and weapons checks and all this kind of shit and you're like i mean i don't remember there was never a shooting when i was there i don't remember a single shooting i mean there was a stabbing and some weird stuff that happened but you think about that like how many of these kind of places have anything like that where they're checking for weapons or they're i mean it's not it's off the radar right yeah one of those yeah generally columbine happened when i was in school we were in high school yeah when i was a senior and i was a Mm. senior and i remember it i was at when did you graduate 2000 Okay. We're the same, yeah, yeah. We're same, same. Yeah, and same. so, um, now you, I'm Gateway. You're TJ. Yeah, same the class. Spartans. Yeah, <laughs> Olympians. Oh, uh, but uh, there's no warriors. Warriors. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember I was at Pepino's Pizza at the Aurora Mall, and when I saw everything happening, the the lockdown and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like fuck. And then after that happened, our school immediately we went to everyone has to wear a school fucking ID that's showing everything, and yeah. you know, and like. You know, we had metal detectors after we left. Not when we were there, but after we left. I knew mm. there was metal detectors and salt and stuff like that, but it's crazy. Sorry about that. You heard a little something <laughs> in your ear there. No, the audience did not hear that. I was pulling up the article, and it's fucking, every time you pull up a news article, it's like a video just automatically loads and plays. I'm sorry. But yeah, you know what? I Let me backtrack. I definitely want to say uh, my condolences, man. To, yeah, absolutely. To the For sure, yeah. Out there, because they're going through. Nobody should have to go through that. Nobody should Ooh. expect 
to go through that. That's yeah, that's what we part. talk about. You know, you don't <laughs> expect it, and you don't think it's going to hit home. And you, and you, it is. We care, you know. And people like us are passionate about it, and we do care, and it means something to us. But at the same time, you know, still, I'm going to get up tomorrow, and make my eggs, and you know, start my life, take my kids to school, and I'm going to carry on with my life and keep moving. Meanwhile, this family, I, that's, I mean, these people, this is going to be a whole different life from them for them moving forward. You know, and it seems like it should be a different life for all of us when this shit happens, and it never is. We just kind of oh you know we care but you know what can you do someone like you man you're out there every day making a difference in the world and, and on the ground what do you what do you do with stuff like this you see this in the in the news and how do you absorb it and where do you go from there well i mean i you know i think every time there's a tragedy like this man you know it's definitely a time to uh recognize that there there's a problem mm-hmm. right yeah. there's definitely a problem definitely. going on here uh it's just how do you address it right it's it's the same thing like uh our our mass incarcerations that we have going on here in america right we lead the world in incarceration rates per capita yeah right we we make up five percent of the world's population but yet we make up 25 percent of the incarceration more people than anywhere that is out of control so there's major issues here but yet it always seems like we keep on like kicking the can down the street, kicking the can, right? Just keep on kicking it. So obviously this, it's not like to, to me, I don't see that because, you know, we manufacture weapons because, you know, Americans, we have like this porn fetish with guns. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing about it is, is the mental aspect of uh, a lot of the stuff that goes, mental health here sucks. Yeah plain and simple like it, it is terrible like even to the, in in the school systems that i've seen that i've been exposed to like the mental uh, uh the therapists that have been there like it seemed like they're totally inadequate man like they don't even know what the hell they're doing not actually making I think them. someone concurs with me on the couch but it is very true yeah no i i totally believe it man there's a there's a negligence of that in general and we've talked about it on the podcast we talked about like the aurora theater shootings and yeah. stuff like that and we were having a conversation on here about um you know how do you see something like that coming you know what i mean and this guy had problems and he was checked into places and shit was going on he was obviously unstable but still somehow he just slipped right through everything and got a bunch of weapons and went in and yeah. online people. well now they fixed that part though because he ordered all that yeah. shit online <laughs> That doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. this but, dude yeah. engineered a bomb inside of his fucking house, right? Booby trapped the fuck Booby out of it, Booby trapped the shit out of it. Like, I didn't know how bad it was. I was like, I thought he used, like, some duct tape. No, it was, it was booby like, trapped. No, yeah. But, I mean, this shit was, this shit was seriously complicated it was an ass fucking system, shit, right? High-grade military weapons yeah, like, and shit. High-grade ass shit, And then man. the thing that killed me was that the defense was like, He's insane. He didn't. He was. He was insane at the time. I'm like an insane person at that time to take the. You know, do all that shit. Really, the defense yeah. could only do what the fuck they could do. Yeah. Okay, they they knew they were gonna lose that shit. They I was, just you ever feel sure bad for those guys? I always himself. feel bad for people that are lawyers that are in that position where they're like, well, this is my you, job. This is what I got to do. Take the case. That's the other uh, thing too. I mean, you know, it's tough being the devil's advocate, man. That's yeah. just always yeah. how it is. It's tough being Keanu Reeves. Yeah, okay. it's <laughs> fucking tough. That was a great Al Pacino. God damn, that was a good movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. But I mean, it's just the I've seen how poor the mental uh, our mental health is here in Colorado. It is just in Colorado alone, let alone Oregon. You know, I I can only imagine how fucking terrible it is over there. Well, so it's I'm pretty, also gloomier too. You know, it's like 
not that much sun. The no, organ is green. It's lush green. Yeah, like there's something to be said. Are you stereotyping yeah. right now? <laughs> no, there's something to be said. There's 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 research that backs that up for sure. That the lack of sunlight, uh, yeah. well, seasonal affective well, yeah, disorder, yeah, and stuff like that probably fuck you up a yeah. little bit. Yeah, but it's green over there. Okay, <laughs> it's green in more ways I've than one, Mike. There. Yes, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, we we dude, we need some serious reform when it comes to that, man. Like, if somebody's having mental problems like that, they need to be fucking helped, like big. Yeah, like they're and I mean, it's gonna cost. First off, it's cost, right? And and a lot of folks don't like fucking paying that money. What's that? If if they yeah, only I, had some idea of like all the unnecessary shit we pay for now, right? Yeah. <laughs> like all the shit we're dumping our money into, they probably would rethink. Oh. We're already paying for that shit. So when it, when that happened, I was actually at work at my college, and I was thinking about it. I was like, "Fuck, dude, there could be somebody just fucking pissed off at a professor, or pissed off at dude accounts." Yeah. Dude, how do you think I feel, man? Yeah. I've been thinking about this shit lately, and I'm like, I'm a musician. My shit's out there all the time. People know the day and the time and the place where I'm going to be performing. I'm not fucking playing at Pepsi Center with security guards, dog. Yeah. I'm playing on decks and I'm playing in restaurants and shit like that. If somebody didn't like something I said on this podcast, which I'm sure there's a shit ton of people <laughs> that haven't liked what I said, I was realizing, I'm like, the way the world is now, like, people could just show up. Yeah. Fucking just put some yeah. ideas and stuff. Well, the world's always been like that. Yeah. That's the whole thing, man. Well, but the but I know, but don't you think the internet has changed that dramatically? Like, if you were trying to, like, if I was a struggling musician in the 1990s and I was out there doing my thing, like, how easy would it be to track me down and find me? If you're like, it would be tough. Yeah, and we got the podcast, you know, we're yeah. reaching thousands upon thousands of people every single week and just saying shit, and it's just floating out there. We don't yeah. know the people. So there's, probably, there's probably somebody, somebody in Filipino, right, in the Philippines that want to kick your ass right now. Oh, I probably. know there is. My wife's Filipino, so. I guarantee that. I just a, grabbed that. I just grabbed it out of here and threw it. That's a fact. That's a fact. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> someone from France but just you buy ever a think, ticket come over here and get Tony do you ever think about that though like how crazy that I shit just, is I mean yeah, I think about that's my personal perspective but just in general like you can find information out about people and there's so many crazy people and now we're all so connected yeah, through the internet super connected that it's yeah. like it's so easy to find somebody that you would have never even known about 20 years ago yeah. true that's, that's what true. I was saying like when it happened that whole thing happened I was just like man I pissed off a student earlier today that's just right. gonna come back and could. How do I know? How do I know? How do you know? See, that's the that's that whole courage thing, man. You can't live in fear. No, no, and I you can't do that. Dollar knows that. <laughs> dollar knows that. Yeah. I don't care. No, you can't. You really can't. You can't live your life. You can't live a fulfilling life if you do. Give me. I just cancel all my shows. Just on the mere possibility that somebody doesn't like something I said on the podcast. You can't live that way. But it's also like when it does happen, what do you do the next day? <sighs> yeah. You don't, you don't change. Don't change. Yeah. If you're still alive. I mean, we, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we say that now, but like I said, man, it's just like after that first firefight, I had to go right back through the same area. I had That's one it, of my yeah. friends get killed in. So, what, I mean, it's. And so much of, of the average perspective in America, I think, too, is not yours. I mean, we live in a fucking, like we said, we're lucky. We live in a safe world. There's not a lot going on here. They bombed the buildings for 9-11. People went, the fuck, berserk. Like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't believe this. And you go to other countries in the world, that shit's commonplace. Every day they wake up, they hit the sound of bombs going off and yeah, people dying much. and losing family members mm -hmm. and shit like that. I can't imagine what would happen if that if it got crazy you know the war started the, it was on american soil it was right here in the united states and shit was happening on a daily basis and 
I don't know, man. I don't know how we would handle it. I don't know how we'd react. We all have our guns, so we sh- we're prepared, right? We got our guns. <laughs> Pretty much. We're good to go. That's it. Cracks you up, uh, again, I don't care if anybody has guns. You can have guns all you want. I yeah. just know that if I have a gun, I'm a paranoid fuck. I'm a light sleeper. My yeah. cat would be dead. damn it god damn it dude well that's the thing that's that's backed up by numbers too and there's the vast majority of people that die it's always on accident one comedian that I always crack up about is uh, Jim Jeffries I don't know if you guys know who Jim Jeffries is he's an Australian comedian and he was talking about you know guns and he's the same way he's like you know four guns you guys want guns have fucking guns he goes but you know you're talking about what do you need guns for I need guns for protection I need guns for protection and just in case of someone's in my house or home invasion or anything, I have that gun for my protection. And he's like, you know, he's like, okay, well, he goes, all these people are with these guns and want these ridiculous guns. Like I've never, I've, I've never still not to this day heard of that protection rifle. I haven't heard of a protection rifle. I've heard of an assault rifle, which is the opposite of protecting. (laughs) He's like, you're assaulting somebody you're assaulting somebody. He's like, um, and he's like in, you know, well, then I always ask those people that have those guns, and what are you going to do with the, you know, with the protection? And what about the kids? You have these kids in your house, and you know, you're ready. So, well, I got them in the safe. They're in my safe. And he's like, well, how protected are you going to be when somebody has a home invasion? You have to run to your fucking safe and be like, hold on one second, hold on one second before you murder my family. I need to get my gun first. Yeah. It's um uh, you never know, man. Again, it comes back to that. You can't prepare for everything. You can't yeah. live in fear. You can't be worried about all the shit that could go wrong. I'm gonna have my house set up like Denzel Washington <laughs> on training day. I'm gonna have a fucking shotgun underneath the bed, ready to go. Ready to roll at any moment. Change of gears just a little bit. Um not much happier news, I'm going to be honest with you, but I, I, do you guys see this thing? I actually came, I don't get news from Facebook a lot, but I did come across this through Facebook. Do you see in, in Haiti, these dirt cookies? You see this, this what? thing? Dirt cookies, what that? They call them dirt cookies. <laughs> Fucking dude, we are so lucky where we live, but these people are so nutritionally starved that um, it's very commonplace. They hate, they make, they literally make food out of dirt. And it's like, uh, a lot of people will believe that it's, you know, the people that are making the cookies that they, they'll pay all their money to get like a giant bag of dirt uh-huh. and then they mix it with a couple of things and they make it and they've studied it it's nutritionally like no value whatsoever people complain it makes them sick and they eat it like fucking crazy because they have no food man yeah. that's all they've got and you look at the world and you go jesus christ what is going on man why why are there people look at look at us sitting here with all this fucking audio equipment comfortable house living life pretty good right drinking yeah, beers from the czech republic planet if we wanted to we could what we produce enough food to feed the planet yeah and that's we, how much we waste food. Yeah. that's the irony the, we waste so we waste and shit. our government pays off farmers to yeah. not grow yep yep <laughs> isn't that weird doesn't that seem it's not weird. Counter- it's fucking that is capitalism crazy. Yeah. at its best, right there. It's economics <sighs> at its best, and uh, you know, I think that uh, one day uh, something will change, uh, definitely. But uh, I just don't foresee the system that we have right now sustaining itself for much longer. It's definitely gonna, it's gonna but, have to change. We don't even have enough food to. So we have enough food to feed worlds upon worlds upon worlds. We're so fucking stingy with it. Detroit, for example, and this has come out a couple of times. I, I did a, um, a human services class in, in my undergrad, and it was talking about Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, how desolate it is from the auto industry. Once it's gone, there's nothing out there. And so 
it's considered a food desert. The city of Detroit is considered a food desert because they don't, like here, even in Montbello, we have King Supers, we have Safeways, stuff like that. <clears throat> they don't have grocery fucking stores in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the stuff that you're getting from is like corner store liquor, you know, stores and like, you know, bodegas, 7-Eleven, stuff like that, where it's not nutritional food. And so much of that shit is not coincidence, too. It's the way places are zoned and there's all kinds of yeah. weird stuff. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, yeah. you've, have you heard the talk about the difference between crack and cocaine and the way the the legal uh, repercussions are so different? And yeah, and it's like <laughs> the fucking science is telling us it, it's essentially the same, same shit. Thing, yeah. There's no yeah. difference, but except it's the people in these neighborhoods that are mostly with the crack, 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 and crack. It's the people, it's the fucking guy. Like they said on Joe Rogan, before a golf, you know, a little yeah. golf game or something like that. It's a whole nother they don't go after those guys. Those no, dudes are. Don't. It's part of that whole system, don't you think? I mean, systematic, I man. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's systematic. So, but yeah. uh, like, how do you how do you end that, right? How do you break those type of pillars and structures that have been established? Like, you know, it's not like we have, uh, like, you know, the governor is, you know, the Ku Klux Klan dragon leader, you know, and you know, you got to fight Mr. Stapleton, right? Like, there are no more Stapletons out there. It's like these that, fucking invisible know? people, right? Well, yeah. it's, it's not that they're invisible people. It's just that there are structures that have been, uh, systems that have been put into place that even though no one's there to man it, like, it's manning itself. It, that's such know? a bizarre thing, and that's kind of the idea with, with uh, capitalism in general, right? It's that there's no humanity in it. It's this odd, self-automated machine that just has to make money, more profit money. every single year and yeah, it's not good enough profit. yeah you make the same as last year oh you failed yeah, you, you need to up. make more next year yeah. like th- that's a crazy thing it, it, and it's insane that to think that there's no people behind it but it's governing all of us it's dictating our lives and how they go it's like i don't know man. that's only because we let it that's only because we let it very true man like I like you know I've been kind of like following this whole uh, Farrakhan thing right about how he's gonna you know fight the establishment you know in October right before my birthday in DC <laughs> right um, it's it's justice or else right that's the theme and uh, he's taken like some doctrine from Martin Luther King about how you have to make them pay right and how do you make them pay you make them pay in the pocket. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of, especially in the black community, we don't circulate our dollars in our community at all. Like it comes in for five seconds and it dips right the hell on out. Uh, and I think uh, his whole motive and, and interest is, you know, uh, not participating in uh, Black Friday and, you know, basically not participating in Christmas or anything this upcoming uh December. So much of it is getting on the same page, right? Because the yeah. power in numbers concept. Basically. Yeah, I can see that. The whole 99% deal. Yeah. Uh, we are coming up to the end. Uh, Lacey McDonald, it has been a pleasure, man. Likewise. I really appreciate having you on the show. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep us posted on everything as it develops. Oh, yeah. uh, your friend who's got the 75 acres is oh, yeah. soon to be more acres <laughs> and doing great shit for people who need it coming back from the wars. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Where can people go to check out your stuff and uh, find out what's going on? Hey, just hop on Facebook, uh, Project Exodus, put it in the search engine there, and uh, we'll pop up. Hit yeah. me up on the inbox. Yeah, Project Exodus. And if you Google it, too, if you put Project yeah. uh, Exodus and do Montbello after it, it'll be the first yeah. one, too, if you ever notice that. Beautiful. So. MikeandTonyShow.com. TonyDollarMusic.com. EP. Oh, yes, the EP's on, on, on iTunes as of yesterday. Yeah. Let Go Fly by Tony Dollar. Check it out, bitches. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Cheers. Yeah.
Cheers. Cheers.